We'll start from Proverbs chapter 30 once again, uh, from verse 24. We are speaking about the four different um, things that though they be little on the earth are exceeding wise. Proverbs 30, 24 says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. Uh, the Bible didn't refer to them as just being wise. It referred to them as being exceeding wise. That is, there is, um, it's exceeding wise there. They are little upon the earth. You can easily ignore them. You may not notice them, but it says they are exceeding wise. Number one, it says the ants are a people. They are not strong, yet they prepare their mates in summer. The second, it tells us, are the cornage by a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. The third, it tells us, locusts, they have no king, yet go they forth all of them by bands. And then the fourth is the spider that taketh hold with her hands, and the scripture says, she is in the king's palace. Or palaces, is in the king's palaces then. Right, so these are very small, uh, similar insignificant things, but the scripture describes them as exceeding wise. In other words, they are very strategic. And so one can pattern their lives after these particular four operations. Uh, the first they tell us about ants, and we spoke about this at length last week. It tells us that they provided their meat in summer. Now, the basic thing about ants that they do understand that people, human beings, don't get is they understand Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. They know that so long as the earth remaineth, that they are going to be two cycles. Genesis 8 and 22. While the earth remaineth, you are going to have seed time and harvest. You are going to have cold and heat. Those two cycles will be there. Summer and winter and day and night. So you have nothing to do with this. It's the time is going to be in cycles. So you are going to have a time period where it's summer and then it will go to the time period where it's winter. You are going to have a time period where you'll call day and you're going to have a time period you'll call night. You are going to have a season or a time period where it's seed time and you're going to have a time period where it's harvest. You're going to have a time period that it's cold and you also have a time period that it says there will be heat. Nothing you can do about that. But what you have got to understand, all of these time periods are characterized or they have a certain characteristic there. And it's the people or the creatures that understand what these cycles depict and live according to the laws of each time frame that are going to be successful on the earth. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, there is great mystery upon men because they do not understand time and judgment. And that word time and judgment means 
time and discernment in Ecclesiastes, I believe it's in chapter 8. It says the reason why there is great mystery upon man 8 and verse 1, or I can put it up in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 1. It says, who is a wise man that knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his countenance shall be changed. I cancel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God. Don't be hasty to go out of his sight, nor stand in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Wherever the word of the king is, there is power, and who can say unto him, what doest thou? And then it says, whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. And then it goes, because to every purpose there is time and judgment. And because of this that people don't know it, therefore the mystery of man is great upon him. So there is time and judgment. So there is the judgment you make during time periods. And the ants understand this. So when it's summertime, they recognize it. And Jesus says you can discern the face, and but you can't of the sky, but you can't discern the times. Right? So when it's summer, they understand. When it's they know the activities that they have got to carry out, and they know that when it's winter, the season is going to change. Certain things are just not possible. And so you must have handled one season right in order to be able to profit from the next season. Jesus himself said in John chapter 9, all right, and verse 4, he said, work while it's day. Remember, there's day and night. I must work the works of him that sends me. While it is day, the night cometh. When no man can walk, Jesus said the night cometh, which means there'll be night season. Are you following what I'm saying here? He said the night, the night cometh when no man can walk. Somewhere else when he was going to raise Lazarus, they said, then they stood and said, listen, did I not tell you? There are 12 hours in a day. He said you should walk while it's day for a man who walks in the night stumbleth and he doesn't know what he all right is walking up against um, john chapter 11 from verse 8 to 10. so jesus recognized the seasons and lived according all right to the time cycles his disciples said unto him master as the jews sought to stone thee of late to stone thee and thou goest thou thither again and Jesus said, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world. And verse 10, If a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. So ants understand this. And you also must come to understand. So you are either in the summertime or winter time in your life. You are either crossing or you are crossing from summer to winter or you are about to leave the winter to get into summer, depending on it, right? Because those cycles are going on. So what the ants understand is they maximize the time of harvest, which spoke at length about this last week. By seeing the opportunities, they understand their eyes are wide open. They recognize the opportunities in the time of the harvest so they don't get confined in the next season and so we saw in luke chapter 19 
that they were praising God, the disciples, for the mighty works that they had seen. Now, mighty works had occurred. And they were praising God for the mighty works that they had seen. And then the Pharisees told the disciples Jesus to tell his disciples to stop the praise. Jesus said, if they do, stones will immediately cry out. And then he looked upon Jerusalem and he wept. And he said, if only thou, if only thou knew, all right, uh, the things that make for your peace or prosperity, now are they hidden from thine eyes, and then the enemy shall build a trench round about thee. So, Jesus was doing mighty works, but he said, your eyes are still, all right, closed to certain things. And I explained that this to his way. Let me just make it practical here. That's why during the time where there's increased things are happening, you've got to pray and ask God. And always scouting during that time for fresh opportunities. Scouting during that time. And you've got to pray that your eyes be open. We said this last week. That you are not asleep on the inside. That you're constantly asking God. You are working while the harvest is there. Gathering things in maximizing that season so let me give an example uh, god does a mighty work and that work signifies a new season is now born in your life all right so a person gets let's say a, a massive job a massive opportunity and finances come in and he all right he starts praising god for the uh, and thanks god for it but jesus looked over jerusalem where he had done the mighty works and wept and said even though they are beneficiaries of these mighty works, they still haven't seen what I really want to do in their lives. Their eyes are still closed. And so the next season is going to come. And what's going to happen is they're going to experience a confinement because they missed the time of their visitation. So there were signs on the outside. There's a time of visitation, but they missed their sense of it. And I gave an example. Right, when well, I was preaching midweek on Thursday in, in, in Lekki Church, and I said this. Now, a person gets, let's say, a powerful job. And so he has disposable income. And the disposable income, and I was telling them that the property we bought where um, the Lekki Church is, let's say we bought it somewhere around about the land there, about 200 million. So, the individual that sold it to us, probably bought that particular piece of land many years ago, maybe he bought it for eight million. And he's selling it for over 20 times what he bought it for. Now, he probably had disposable income, he was in the financial sector, money was coming in, he took that money and invested it into landed property. Now, somebody else could have gotten eight, 10 million then, bought himself a car, rimmed the car up, put in leather seats, put a crest of his own personal image. Are you from Senior? And then had a plate number that said AA Bloom. HA. Are you from Senior? And then he was driving it around. And it came as a result of a mighty work of Jesus that opened up a door. But Jesus is looking at him and weeping. That if you knew what will amount to your prosperity, he's spending it. Somebody else goes to God, open my eyes. God shows him and opens up a door. He starts buying landed property. That doesn't make sense at that point. 
Then something happens to your financial sector and they have to lay off 30% of the people. Your name is a monk. And then they lay you off because the season has changed. Now you're saying you have no cash. God, why did this happen? God, why did this happen? Now that other person, because they had invested, are you following what I'm saying? And there are people are still suggesting to the architects that are coming that people are building around here. Let's build flats and we can make this into an estate. We can build this. You can do that. And you know, you can make money. And they are still thinking about it. And the minute that season and he lost that job, he just switched into estates. Are you following Sadia? Now, the estates that he built, his children will partake of it. Another one, the blown, ended as the job went. Three years after that, the car is going Alright. He even has to change the number because this is it's not blowing again. And then he sits down and says, Where is my God? Jesus himself lived according to seasons. Are you following what I'm saying? Joseph lived that. That's why when there was seven years of he said, Let us set something aside. If they didn't set something aside and it's just desperate faith, we are confessing now in famine. I will not suffer in famine. I will not suffer in famine. I will not suffer in famine. Are you following what I'm saying? The other person has missed the season there. So when Jesus looked over Jerusalem, he wept and said, I, I, So some of you now might have two million disposable income. And you are thinking of, of, where I'm going, and Jesus is saying, Oh. Seven years from today. And there's land somewhere you can buy. That he knows that that land, seven years from this date, in fact, the minute you buy it and fence it, the price doubles. Because the church, like the minute we put the lucky church, the minute it was bush, the minute we cleared, we went there first, built road, put it. Immediately, the, what we used to buy six, we almost used to buy two next door and another two again which means it just doubled now what we used to buy the six you'll buy one and a half this is you're not putting anything on it you just face the land so jesus looks at you and you're eating the meat pie drinking and you know we're enjoying ourselves you saying this all right we're doing that and he's weeping so, once you get into a season, now, let me just tell you, so you know. If you are in difficulty now, you are suffering, oh boy, you missed a season. Alright? Particularly, you said, well, I was employed, I was doing well, all of that, and suddenly now there's no job. Now, you missed what you should have done in summer, that is why you are suffering. Now, I want to show you how to come out. But you have to recognize. Now, when you come out, next time, say no more. <laughs> you understand what I'm are you following saying yeah? But you missed it. They say, well, I didn't know. Yes, but you missed something. So next time you understand that when you toil all night, catch nothing, and then you get into the harvest and you catch an abundance of age, it doesn't mean you are to sit down with the fishing business. The purpose of it wasn't to stay with the fish and sell the fish. It was to go open our eyes. What's the meaning of this? From now on you shall catch men. So you got a breakthrough in the field doesn't mean you have to sit down there. Do you get what we're saying? So ants understand. And men don't know this. If they find sugar somewhere, they know by the time you come tomorrow, that sugar will not be there. 
that things will change, things will move, all right? That there are seasons, they know that. They understand that when they have an opportunity, they make the best of that opportunity because they know tomorrow that opportunity as it is will not be there. That's why it says the race is not being won by the swiftest, the battle is not being won by the strongest, but people that recognize time and chance. Time and chance means the opportunities time present to you. They are focused, they concentrate, all right, there's committed action, they ask, all right, there's illumination, they harness everything that is contained on the inside of it. So you move with that particular type of attitude. Now, once that season gets over, you get into. So Jesus had a season where everything was doing miracles. He said that night came, night was he got to the cross. You handle that season correctly, you're moving to another season which will be bigger than the last one you came out. Do you get what I'm saying? There? Now, what happens with most people is that they don't understand that God is a God of season. So when things switch, because they just have this candy faith apple. They get angry and curse themselves so badly during the winter, all right, when it's night. So then we have the night, when it seems like things have slowed down. The upward aggressive trend has lowered down. Now, those who handled that last season wisely, all right, have a cushion effect and have stuff going on still but they do understand all right that so you don't know so it's a person who is selling property now selling land building you really don't know that anything has really happened in terms of he has the finances still to pay for things and handle his business but he understands that something has changed something has slowed down now ants know that once they get into winter winter also is a season that will pass and that they are going to enter into another season of harvest so they are not all right discouraged or disillusioned or get pessimistic they are they're optimistic about life they understand that it is a season they know that now, human beings, people don't know that they start saying, where is God? And start cursing themselves. So if you are in that kind of season, now you may have made a mistake. And everybody makes mistakes. Nobody really fully harnesses until you master it. Even at that, you, you, at, at every cycle, you get better at handling the next cycle. Are you following saying that? So we are growing in wisdom in this particular thing. But when you get into that season, all right, then you've got to understand that once they are in winter, their hands now begin to prepare for the next summer and harvest. So once you are in any season that looks like convert, now start getting ready for the next season where you're going to have the massive breakthrough that cycle is going to come back. If anybody is laughing at you, they don't understand life. If anybody says you'll never get that, they don't understand it. And when you find people, they call them flash in the pan. It's because they don't understand this cycle. So they come, all right, even happens in, let's say, music industry. They have a massive hit. They're all over the place. After 10 years, you can't find them again. Now, what happened was they got into the winter of their career and didn't understand. They felt that it should just be like that for the rest of their lives. That's why Paul said, through Christ who strengthens me, I can do all things. He talked about the season. I know how to abound and I know how to be abased. 
In other words, whichever season, I know how to handle it. So you get into that season. Right? Don't get pessimistic there, but stay optimistic in this cycle. All right? Things are going to change, and so prepare for the harvest. So your attitude, first of all, must be right. You must have that buoyant attitude. You must understand that this is part and parcel of life. So there should be nothing like, oh, why are things working on? Start saying that. So let's look at the rules of engagement for the night. Rule number one, let your mouth, don't allow your mouth to transgress. Do not start speaking. I've told you it is a cycle. Something is going to break forth in the next season, so don't talk yourself out. Many people have made that cycle a permanent future in their life because in that cycle, they start saying things they should not say. All right? And what's the scripture for this? Psalm 17 and verse 3. It is just a cycle, a time everyone goes through. Thou hast proved my heart, Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not what? Transgress. So you are going through some tests. Trial, don't let your mouth, don't start saying things like, why has God forsaken me? I don't know why things are not working. Because it is a season where things slow down. It is a season of quietness. It is a season of stillness. Jesus said, work while it's there. The night cometh where those opportunities are not there. But there is something that you ought to do to give birth to that next season that is on its way. Alright? So don't start, you know, as though, you know, once things are not going well every time and, you know, there's not that aggressive progress every single time. Then, oh, you know, what's happening? Uh, but I prayed. Uh, but I fasted. Uh, but I, I gave my tithe. Uh, I gave offering. And I said this. I served. I kept, I'm talking like, you know, the world must be at your own beck and call. Alright? So, do not allow your mouth to transgress. Many start saying a negative thing about their lives about the environment and about people they curse people they feel that people are responsible for their situation they don't understand it's a cycle they cause the environment they curse the land where they are all right when you start speaking negative then you place it all right what is called a self-imposed curse and then you get trapped. And that's why, sad as it is, and that will be your portion, many people never get out of that cycle. You go and meet them and talk to them, bam! They talk about what happened 15 years ago. Press them, they are still offended about it. Press something, they still have unforgiveness. Are you following me? Press them, they are blaming people. Press them, they are playing the victim card. They are still stuck inside that particular cycle there all right which means that they are right there they, they 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 haven't understood that look it was just a cycle everybody goes through it some people don't glorify it they don't make noise about satan they don't talk about what the people did to them because that's not important 
What's important is the Bible says, for the joy that was ahead of Christ was the joy, the harvest. Now it says he endured the cross. Jesus did not, all right, he endured it. His eyes were on the next season of his life. So when you are inside that season there, right? And to be honest with you, some people have never experienced a breakthrough in their life, which means they have never come out of one season of winter into that season of summer. They've never experienced it. They've, I'm telling you, never experienced it. They've served God. They've come to church. They've done that, done that, but they've never experienced that. That is to say, they hear people talk about massive breakthroughs. They've never really experienced it. Now, I'm sure to get out of it. So the first thing is, it's a test, all right? Do not transgress with your lips. Don't curse yourself. Don't have self-imposed curses there, right? Begin to declare about the harvest that is coming. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. So we're continuing our um, series here, uh, teaching uh, on Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 24, and it tells us about uh, four creatures upon the earth that they are very little, but they do things, four things that are very, or four creatures that are very little, but they are exceeding wise. Four things that are little on the earth, and the scriptures here doesn't say they are wise. It tells us they are exceeding wise. Exceeding wise. Which means we are talking about the, 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 the height of the expression of wisdom. Uh, they are small, but they are very strategic. The first one we find in verse 25, it says the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. So it speaks about the ants. Uh, they are people that are not strong, but there is something they do. They prepare their meat in the summer. It tells us, Connie's, that they be feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. Then it tells us about locals that have no king, but yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. And then the last one is, the locust taketh hold with her hands, and she therefore can be found 
in kings' palaces there. So these are four small things, but they are very strategic. And last week, we, well, we started from the crossover service, but last week we zeroed in on the ants and spoke about how they provide their meat in summer. In other words, these ants here provided their food in summer. Uh, they, they make the best out of the season, all right, that is called summer or the harvest season. Now, the important thing about the ants is that they know the cycles of time and conduct themselves accordingly. And what we've got to understand is time, as we know it, is broken into two. And we'll see this in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. And every single person is in one of these cycles in time. You are either in the summertime in your life or wintertime. You are either going through a, an experience of cold, as is described in the scripture, or heat. So it says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and, and, and the day and night shall not cease. So you're either in daytime or you're in the nighttime. Or you're moving from the day into the night or from out of the night into the daytime. And so you've got to understand the characteristics of that, of every time, which means in these cycles of time, you understand the characteristics there. So you understand when you are in one time zone, and so you act according to God's wisdom and instruction for that time, so that you can birth what God intends to happen in your life. Now, the ants know that. They know when it's summertime. They know they're going to find food during that time. And they know it's going to move into the winter season. And so they must be prepared for that particular season. So they prepare the food that they're going to eat during the winter time, during summer. When there is that excess, when there is things that are available, there's no wastage, but there's the conversion of it into something that will sustain them during the winter time. Now, Jesus strongly alluded to these cycles, and he lived under these two time zones. In John chapter 9 and verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. So I must make the best use of the daytime and do all the works that God will have me do. For he said, the night cometh. Not that you can't resist it, the night is coming. And when that happens, no man can walk. So he said, it's daytime now. I must, and that's what ants understand. When it's daytime or summer, all right, or harvest, they provide their food. They are out there at work maximizing that season so that when the night cometh, right, and during that night activity and opportunities are now minimized, then you engage in another set of activities 
in order to move into the next daytime. Jesus said it in John chapter 11 and verse 8. John chapter 11, his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou goest thou thither again. And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If a man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. And then he went on and said, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. So Jesus wasn't saying it's daytime physically, and therefore I can do miracles, and once it's past 7 p.m., nothing can happen. He was talking about the cycles of time. So Jesus went through the daytime, and then he entered into that night season when he went on the cross, and then he now moved into another daytime again with resurrection. And so we have these cycles here where a person is experiencing. So you might be going through the daytime right in what you are doing in your life, in your career, in your business, whatever it is. Or you might be going through the night season right there. God is involved in both. And there are activities to carry out during both seasons in order to be able to align yourself with God and bring about the fulfillment of his purpose. So we said last week, you've got to maximize the time of harvest. Uh, you have to pray that God should open up your eyes and scout during that time. They are searching for opportunities during that time. They know it's a time of opportunities and they are searching for it to maximize that particular season. So maximize the time of your harvest so you don't get confined in the next season. We saw in Luke chapter 19, Jesus did mighty works. And so the disciples were praising him and saying, Hosanna, glory to him in the highest. And then the Pharisees got upset at it and told Jesus to tell his disciples uh, to keep quiet. Jesus said, if they do keep quiet, the stones will immediately cry out. And then he looked at Jerusalem where he had done these mighty works. And Jesus wept. And the Bible says he wept because he told them, if only you had known the things that make for your peace. Where that word peace from the Hebrew rendering there is the word shalom, which is prosperity, which is making satisfactory progress. All right. The things that make for your peace, wholeness, are now hidden from your eyes. It says now the enemy who has the opportunity to build a trench round about you because you missed the time of your visitation. Now, you've got to understand what happened here. Jesus was doing mighty works. Done mighty works there. But as he looked at the city, he wept over it. He said, your eyes have not been opened, all right, so the reason why I'm doing this mighty works. You haven't gone beyond the surface. You have experienced the mighty works. You have benefited from the mighty works. But the real purpose of this thing that will have brought about continuity, that will have brought about a transgenerational blessing, that would have institutionalized things in your life, you have missed it. And so you are going to get into that ninth season now. And in that ninth season, it will be very difficult because the opportunities that you should have seen and utilized during that harvest time you have completely missed it. Now, let me give an example here. So he did mighty works. 
So it's like Jesus shows up in our life, and this is an indication that you've come into that season there, the summertime or the harvest. And you have to understand that it's a season pregnant with purpose. And it's not about enjoying life. It's about your eyes being opened up to see beyond just the external blessing, which is a sign of the time that God is working in your life in a deeper ways and you've got to cooperate with God. So let's assume somebody gets a breakthrough in business and that signals to that person the beginning of that new season within their life or cycle in time. Or you get a promotion, you get a job, something happens and, and it signals that. And so the person, let's say because of their new position, have what is called disposable income, which means they're earning more than their spending pattern coming out of the last season, all right? And so they have disposable income, but their eyes are not opened to see purpose. Let me give an example. I said this midweek service, all right, in Lekin, that the property where, we, where the church is located, now, we bought that property, let's say, close to 200 million, the land. Now, the person who sold it to us probably bought that land 10 million when they bought the land. Because it's the time where, where they were selling land 700,000 per plot. Are you following what I'm saying? 400,000. And there are some lands like that now that they are selling 400, begging you. That in fact, when you buy, they will throw the stone to know how far it is. And in 10 years' time, those things will be being sold 100 million. Okay? And you can have 500,000 now, and you look at 500,000, your account is there, or 500,000, you are using it to eat. By the time you calculate pizza for the year, it's more than that. Okay? And so Jesus looks over, and two people made 10 million at that point. And Jesus is weeping over the life of somebody. Why did he get the 10 million? Because Jesus did a mighty work in his life. And a door was opened up, and Jesus is weeping and saying, if only you knew, because he knows that there is land in certain places you can buy. And he knows that seven years' time, this industry that you are in, that brought about that breakthrough, will start going on a decline. And he knows at that same time, if you invest this 10 million on property, you'll start experiencing a quantum and geometric progression. But you are there. One person took the 10 million and went to buy acres of land. Another one took the 10 million, bought a car, leaned the car up, customized the seat, leather, put his personal logo on his letter-headed paper, then crested it on the seat of the car. And then the number, num, number plate was AA, blown, HH. So he's driving his car, which says, I have blown, and he's going, and he's enjoying it. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah? The second person stays with a normal car and is there buying property. And Jesus is weeping over that other person's life and crying. If only you knew the things that make for your prosperity. If only you knew. Life is not like this. It's in cycles. So the cycle changes. All right? And a policy comes out of government. And out of that government, that industry is hit. And he says, everybody moves. Now, the other man who invested into property because his eyes were opened to that, at that very time where there was about to be a shift, people started building in that area, towards that area where he had bought land. He had even forgotten about the land, so to speak. Are you following what I'm saying? And then architects come to meet him. 
or her and say, you know, people are building, you know, we want to use all this, your three acres, we want to build an estate, and you know, you can own 10 houses as it as payment, but you give us the land, we'll build 10 houses, we want to build um, 100 units here, 10 will be yours, and all of that, and, and they pay him again, all right, for land, and all of that, and at that time, they sack 30% of people from the workforce. He's included in the sack. The person who has blown is also included in the sack. By this time, the blown car is going to do that. It will be boom, 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 boom. All right? And he's there spending now more money to maintain the car. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when he bought that car, he wasn't spending too much. But now the engine has started to do to. So he needs more money to, to, to finance, all right, this particular thing. And the company has changed the model. So he has to buy the new spare parts of the new model. Do you get what I'm saying here? Which means, but this other man now, is that time he now enters into property. So what happens is, this one goes into a time where the enemy builds a trench around him. That one goes into a place, they say, what's happening? I'm, you know, I'm now into estate. Real estate. He doesn't feel it. Are you following me? And so Jesus looks and starts weeping. And says, if only you knew. If only you knew this wastage. And you're going to that. And gets there. Now you can start complaining. Stupid people in that company. That MD who are making money. If only he was investing the money. You didn't invest your own. No. If only he was behaving wisely. You didn't behave wisely. Oh. Our company will not be in trouble. You start cursing out the MD. This government self. This government. If only we knew what their change was. This change has changed. Which means what is going on now. You are complaining. But God Jesus said it's because you didn't see. All these people you are blaming on the outside it's not their fault. It's the lack of sight on the inside. So we said when the harvest is there and your life is going on an upward trajectory, it is more than meets the eye. Handle it with gravity. Spend time in prayer. God, open my eyes. Because you can be coming from a season of winter where you toiled all night and caught nothing. And you went time to the summer where is the harvest. You cast your net on the right hand side according to the instruction of Jesus. And you get both sinking, net breaking haul of fish. But then you misunderstood what it was and entered into the finish fishing business. Instead of your eyes being opened to see that the purpose of that was you should go and catch men. Do you get what we're saying? That's why ants understand if we see sugar here today, if we come back tomorrow, the sugar won't be there again. Make the best use of it when there's opportunity. Opportunity doesn't stay there forever. They, they engage life with that sense of gravity. They are not playing. They are not eating and drinking. Jesus said it's daytime work while it's day. They are there maximizing the potential of that particular thing so that they have developed things that when the season changes, it's not apparent in their life. Then they go into that night season. They know, but everybody on the outside still feels all is well, but they know that something has moved. So they are now preparing, all right, for the next season. Now, if you and every all of us grow in wisdom so nobody has handled any season perfectly, do you get what I'm saying here? And please get some encouragement. If God is a, is, a, is a hidden law in scripture, your first attempt at something goes wrong. All right? It's on the second time you should learn wisdom. Affliction mustn't come twice. 
what am I saying? The first son of God, Adam, missed it. The second man got it. Cain missed it. Abel got it. Ishmael missed it. Isaac got it. First attempt to carry the catch, missed. Second attempt, they got it. It is always on the second attempt you perfect things. So if you've made a mistake, just get wisdom now. That, Lord, when we had opportunity, we played it away. But the cycle is coming back. In other words, you're going to a night time. You now take inventory. And this is where I want to start. What to do at night. Because the night is going to come to daytime again. Are you following what I'm saying here? Opportunities are going to come back. The breakthrough is going to come back. Just make sure you are concentrating this time. This time you understand that you are going to only have, you can't be playing a match and there's an opportunity to score a goal. You kick the ball over. You say, don't worry, the opportunity will come. Which opportunity will come? All right. Then can you imagine you are the striker, they give you the ball. You get there, you are laughing, you kick it away. Ah, don't worry, guys, bring the ball again. Bring which ball? Those who win it. Only have one, two chances and they bury the thing. All right? Which means you understand. You approach. Can, can you imagine you being the coach of the team and the player? You remove the player. So God says now you understand. You create opportunities there. You, on, you have that instinct there. You know and that's how ants are. They come in contact with something. They know, look, my friend, this is our opportunity. Convert everything we can get into something that we can use, all right, later on. So this person has used this disposable income of 10 million to create an estate. He can now write a will, all right, if Jesus tarries and give his sons, daughters, houses from that place, while the man that blew with the car. Do you see how far he is away? And you don't know that it's the same 10 million that they had. And that's the way life is. Much food, the Bible says, is in the tillage of the poor. So maximize the time of harvest so you don't get confined into the next season. Then we have night time where things seem to have slowed down. Now this happens. Upward aggressive trend has slowed down. Those who handle the last cycle wisely have a cushion effect and have stopped doing still. Once in winter, the ants, once the winter season comes, ants begin to prepare for the next summer. There is no discouragement. They know life is in cycles. They are not saying, why is there winter? Why? No, 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 no. They start preparation for summer. So once you find yourself, if you are right there now, in a cycle you can call winter, start preparing for your breakthrough. So that you don't make, as they say, you hit the ground running. A friend of mine who does big business in this country, he told me once on a flight, he said, this is an opportunity. I mean, they were going to, it was one of the people that negotiated for telecom to come into the country. And they were behind one of these tel, um, telcos there. He said, we cannot afford to make a mistake. We must get it right the first time. Which means you've come to a place where once a door opens, no mistake again. You have done it in the past. You have learned the lesson. Now you must hit the ground running. You must get it right at first hit there. So you understand that. And so the winter there, you start preparing. 
ants are not there saying, why do we have winter? They understand it is the cycle. Why have things slowed down? They understand it is the cycle. And that, that cycle is going to change. It's night time that Jesus himself said, the night cometh when no man can walk, which means the activities will slow down, but then the daytime is coming again. So it's that time there. Don't get pessimistic there, but stay optimistic, all right, optimistic here. The cycle will change. Start preparing for the next major event that is coming into your life. So what are the rules of engagement of the night? I want to say here, the rules of engagement when it comes to the night. Rule number one, once you're in that night season, things slow down and all of that, don't allow your mouth to transgress. Don't start speaking words there that will make that season permanent and establish it as something strange that is going on. And then you, you begin to, to do what is called self-imposed, all right, curses there where you are making pronouncements that will defeat, all right, lengthen that time or cause you to miss the next season of that breakthrough. Psalm 17 and verse 3 talks about this. It says, thou hast proved my heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not do what? Transgress. When Jesus said, Satan cometh unto me in the night and hath nothing in me, which means I'm not going to say anything that he can make use of. And, and now increase the affliction here. Now if, if you're in the night season and you've been talking stuff, then bring out that blood confession we gave to you and start declaring to break the effect of those words you have been saying. All right? And many people, because we just don't understand the cycles. Now, there is another cycle coming shortly. Uh, the daytime is about to come. So don't stay there and start. That's how people who get things done, they know. They understand the cycles. They know that, look, we go through challenges like this, and then we move into another plate where there's breaks. A lot of people are laughing, oh, they're suffering their business. No, they understand it. Now, if you don't understand, Paul understood both cycles. That's why he said, I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. I've learned how to abound and I've learned how to be abased. In other words, I go through night and I go through day. He said, I have mastered it. So don't go there and say, that is how life is. Jesus said, the night cometh. He didn't say, it may come. It cometh. So you get into it. Don't be afraid of the night. You handle the daytime well, there will be a cushion effect, things will be going on. It's only somebody that has deep perception that can look into your life and know that this one is going through a night season. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.
Job chapter 35 from verse 9 to 11. Job 35. So if you've been cautious, repent about it. Get back to the blood confession. Declare it over your life. Are you following what I'm saying? By reason of the multitude of the oppression, they make the oppressed to cry. They cry out by reason of the arm of the Almighty. Verse 10. But none saith, where is God my maker who giveth songs in the night? That's what he's asking. That people are crying, but where is... So there are songs that he gives in the night. There are songs you listen to that worship artists. You will know this is the song of the night. Do you get what I'm saying here? Where the person sang when they were in some real difficulty. That anybody who is in the night that hears that song, something lifts on the inside. There are songs of the night. There are songs in the daytime and there are songs of the night. So God must hear your song, not murmuring, complaining, but a song. Then uh, after singing, do this. Pray what is in your heart. In other words, the scripture says you have not because you ask not. Which means whatever is coming next is what you are frustrated about that hasn't happened. Do you get what I'm saying? It is already inside your heart what that next season, the things that show, your heart is getting. Which means the reason why you're frustrated is that this hasn't happened, that hasn't happened, this hasn't. That's what characterizes the next season of your harvest. So take those things to God in prayer, all right, and ask specifically for those things. Ask God for them, all right, and stay in the place of prayer. Now you're going to stay there, I'll show you, until the day breaks. So what you're going to do is ask God for those things. James tells us you have not because you ask not. All right, so you're going to ask, he said, when you ask, if you don't receive because you consume upon your loss, I'll show you how you deal with that. So you ask him for those things. And when you ask for those things, God answers by 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. It says, we have a more sure word of prophecy that you will do well to take heed as a light that shines in a what? Dark place. Until what? The day dawns. So this is how you move from night to day. Do you see it? And the day star arises in your heart. So the day is going to dawn on the inside. And where is that day going to come from? It's going to come from that more short of prophecy that was a light that grew and grew and grew until the day dawned. And when the day dawned, then there is a change on the outside. So what do you do? Take those things to God in prayer, then open your Bible. All right? And the minute you start praying as you are singing, God starts answering immediately by showing you light. That is why Bishop um, Tudor Bismarck, if you listen to his prophecy, first thing he said, said is that they are going to be, first thing he says, God will open what? Scripture. Before he talked about opening doors, God first opens Scripture, then he opens your eyes, then he opens doors. So the first thing he's going to do is scripture. Now, let me tell you this. You don't have to start with scripture. You start with what is in your heart. Do you get what I'm saying? Because many people say, well, they, you know, they just start quoting, well, I got this word and it's not really anything. Now, once you take what's your heart and pray, God begins to open the Bible. That's why Lil Yeoman said something powerful. 
She said, I don't believe and I agree with her. With just this one hidden scripture you say you receive. She says, if you pray to God about something and you open the Bible, every scripture will be talking to you about it. Do you get what I'm saying? So every day you pray over that particular thing. And the more you pray, the more light comes from the word of God. Are you following what I'm saying there? You open the Bible and the Bible is telling you. You get to Isaiah, it tells you something about it. You make an adjustment. It tells you something, Jeremiah. It tells you something in Luke. You look at that, everything, the Holy Ghost is ministering to you concerning these things. And so, that is going to be, those are going to be the events of your life coming. So, you pray these things out. You have not because you ask not. You can only have what you ask for. So, ask for it, then open the Bible. Right? And don't check on the outside for improvement. Check the Bible. And the more you look, the more revelation is growing in the scripture. So, during this time, alright, what should be going on in your life is, you should be praying and paying attention strongly to meditating on the word of God and reading the scripture and reading the scripture and reading the scripture Psalm 30 and verse 5. So God answers prayers brought with praises by opening the scripture. Psalm 30 verse 5. It says for his anger endureth for his moment in his favor his life. Weeping may endure for a night but what joy comes in the morning. When that day dawns then things like so you sit down with the word of God. And it starts ministering to you. And starts ministering. And you see there's encouragement. The problem is that's the light. We look at the light and then we go and forget what manner of man we are. Instead of continuously looking at that light and allowing that revelation to grow until the day dawns. Then step number four. All these are linked. Alright. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 4. It says, a man will not plow by reason of coal. The sluggard will not plow. To plow by reason of coal, he shall beg in harvest. Which means the harvest that is coming, when that season comes, is because of what you sowed. That's what you are going to reap in the harvest. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not magic. If you don't put anything in the ground while it is cold, while it's winter, you will not see anything when summer comes. Do you get what I'm saying? So let me tell you what happens to people. So let's assume two people lost something, got in some difficulty, Right, lost a job. After six months, you just say this one has broken through completely. This one is still there for five years. You know why? The cycle went to summer, harvest, but he didn't plant anything. So how do you plow there? You are plowing your ground, which means you are sowing into your heart. That's why your heart can be filled with despair and discouragement. You are sowing into your heart the seeds of what is going to come. And what are those seeds? These are words that you are speaking. All right, declaring those things. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. Plant the seeds of what you are praying. All right, Hosea 10, 12. Plant the seeds of what you are praying. Start calling into existence all those things as though. He says, sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break your, up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until it comes to rain righteousness upon you. So there's going to be the rain of righteousness. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall be as the rain that comes out of heaven and does not return but causes the earth to bring forth out of board. So as you open the Bible, rain is coming, but the rain is coming to cause what you have planted inside your heart to bring forth out of board. So you must have things you are sowing in there, things you are calling into existence as though they are. You are declaring those things. So the next season of your life, 
you start describing those events. And the more you look into the scripture, the more assurance comes out of it. The more you are feed your faith, you are declaring those things and declaring those things and declaring those things and you understand that you are going to give birth, all right, to another season there. So you plant the seeds of what you are praying. So you are praying those things. You are saying, you, are, you start calling into existence those things as though they are. Write these things, all right, the things that are in your heart, all right, write them down, okay, and start declaring those things daily. Start saying them out of your lips daily about the next season that is coming into your life. You are going to empty everything. Now, when you get into that season of the harvest, that new harvest will birth a new dream in you. Do you get what I'm saying here? This dream you have is limited to what you know. Are you following me? Don't even have to watch you know. Uh, someone said, listen to me, all I just want to do is, my dream is just to, to sell phones. Yes, it's to sell phones. Until you are selling phone and the company that, is, that you are selling the phone for in Japan invites you for a meeting. And then when you get to that meeting, they show you software to sell. And how much you will get if you sell software to military establishments. So you will, your vision of phone will die there. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. When the harvest comes in, the old vision goes. You'll get another vision. So you can't tell me this is just one vision thing. All right? Visions, this thing is dynamic. It grows. Okay? So, plant. Um, Psalm 126 and verse 6. Remember it says when God turned our captivity, we were like them that dream. So our dream came to pass. But what did they do in Psalm 126 verse 6? He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing what? Precious seed. Shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bring it. So if you are going to get into harvest, it's the seed you sow they are going to reap. Do you get what we're saying here? Rule number five, then enter into stillness. Now what does stillness mean? You're planting this seed, you are doing that. What are the other things you are doing from the last harvest, all right, that you have, that you are doing, but you know that there's, there's a big break coming. There's a big break. There are quantum leaps coming. Do you get what I'm saying here? There's a big break coming. Okay, so stay there and be still and worship God. All right, honor the Lord with stillness, which means that this is not hustle. Are uh, you following me? The harvest is going to come. The opportunity is going to come. All right, let your seed spring forth. Mark chapter four, verse twenty-six. This is what we were by stillness there. Right, you walk while it's day, but at night you must be still. He said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should do what? Cast seed into the ground. And then he should sleep and rise, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. It says this, all right, the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. So the earth is going to bring that thing by itself. The opportunity for it is going to materialize. And that's when you now have that law of breakthrough. Now, one of two things will happen when the harvest comes. When your words have matured and the season now comes. It's either, either by conversation, interaction with people, your eyes are opened to something. Or somebody comes into your life and opens up a door for you. Now, could you play that video now when you move into that season of harvest? Play this. Sometimes I do romantic movies. In a sleepy town, sometimes I'm doing horror. Don't answer the door. You gotta use your voice. You gotta raise it sometimes. And you gotta take it to the depths. 
I voiced hundreds of movie trailers. Men in Black, Saving the Earth from the Scum of the Universe, Leverage Project, Armageddon, Space Jam, Mr. Bean's Holiday. So many, I forget half of them to be honest with you. The way I got into being a voice artist was kind of strange. I used to drive trains on the London Underground. One morning I was making my announcements. All stations to Harrow, mind the doors. A television executive was a passenger on my train. He got off of the next stop, ran up to my cab. We exchanged details and uh, the rest is history. So how did he get, now he did all those movies, Man in Black, his voice. Millions of dollars is fetched, but he used to drive London Underground. And all he was saying there was, you've gotten to your station, and somebody heard the voice. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what you call destiny. <laughs> Are you understanding? Somebody was there and heard the word voice. This is how you move from winter to summer. And the, now, can you orchestrate that? Can you say, excuse me, is there anybody on this train as you're driving? They will sack you from the door. That's what we call stillness, that you honor God that he will show up soon. Do you understand this? That the Bible says the earth will bring forth. And what happened was the man saw him, gave him his card there. They exchanged things. And one thing led to another. And now he's doing all these major movies, all right, that on the earth and doing all of that from being a train driver. Now, other people might have been driving the train and they are still driving that train. The season has not changed. They've honored them for driving train. They've given them a award for driving train. But their salary increase is just, say, for the last 25 years, 1,000 pounds. And he has had a quantum leap. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay? It's not luck. It comes because probably there are things that maybe he didn't even know he was led to do, help people during the time of his own difficulty, his disposition towards that. All right? And that happens. So Isaiah 30, let's just read this. It says from verse 1. So these are five things you should do. All right? The first thing you must do, keep it there, is don't let your mouth transgress. Don't curse yourself out. Don't make that season a permanent future. You are passing through. Everybody goes through it. Uh, you, even where he's saying he's doing all these movies now, there are times where I'm sure it will dry up. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, then nobody's calling you again. They found new talent. They found new this. Now you can be looking at how you're enjoying, but there will be challenges there. You go through that cycle. So don't transgress, don't, don't start talking and curse yourself out. No self-imposed curses, all right? It is a cycle. You are moving to the next cycle, all right? No opportunity there remains that way forever. Things change. Sing songs to God before you pray. Change your arrangement. And when Esther was going to enter into the courts of the king, she changed her raiment there and went in, all right, with the garment of praise. And then offer your prayer in exact terms about the things that are in your heart, which means what he has placed in your heart, ask him for those things. Then open your Bible and start reading scriptures and then light starts coming to you from the scriptures concerning those things and stay with the scriptures and prayer and singing and the light begins to increase until the day dawns. 
Then make sure you, during that time also you are plowing, which means you are declaring it and calling to existence. You've written out your confession and you are declaring this morning and evening and you are declaring it into your life. Enter into the place of stillness. Help any person you feel along the way during that time. People at that time in ninth season are trying to pull back, trying to hold back, become a generous person. Help people, all right? Anything you can contribute, help people. Even if they ask you for 10,000, you don't have 10,000, all you have is 500, give 500 naira. But help people. Don't shut, all right, down during that time. All right? Be Libra. And, and you've discovered some majors. Find how you can help people. And then enter into the place of stillness where you do understand that you know it's god that is going to show up he will either open your eyes to see something that is accessible to you or he brings somebody into your life that will open up a major door for you isaiah 30 verse 1 quickly all right i was like woe to the liberal children said lord i take counsel but not mean that cover the covenant of my spirit that he had seen unto sin and verse 2 that they go down all right to egypt and i have not asked that my mouth will strengthen himself with strength of pharaoh and that verse 7 let's go to verse 7 it says, for the Egyptians shall be in help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore, I've cried concerning this. Their strength is to do what? Sit still. That's getting to place of stillness. Don't, you know, it's night. Jesus said, walk while he said, the night comes where you should be still. Stillness. All right? You can't hustle your way out of this. There has to be a manifestation of mercy. Verse 8. It says, quickly, that walk down to Egypt and have not, verse 8. Now go and write down before them a note in the book that it may be for a time to come forever and ever. Verse 9, it says, This is a rebellious bull lying children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Verse 10, it says, Who say to the seers and prophets, prophets not right things, speak not small things, prophesy deceit. Verse 11, it says, Get thee out of the way, turn aside, because the Holy One to cease from before us. Verse 12, Wherefore, thus hear the Holy One of Israel, because you despise the Lord and trust in oppression, perverseness, which means also of stillness and practicing this. They now put themselves in a place where they get oppressed, perverseness, and all these things coming. Verse 13, it now says, Therefore, the iniquity shall be unto you a breach, whose breaking shall come suddenly as an instant. Verse 14, it says there, it shall break all of this. And then verse 15, it goes on and says, For thus here the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and in rest, shall you be saved in quietness and in confidence. Which means we are quiet, but we know this thing is going to change. Are you following what I'm saying here? There's stillness, but there's confidence. There has to be confidence that we're going to come out of this. Confidence has to be there. Now, look at the next verse there. All right. But you said, no, we will go upon horses, which means instead of stillness, you still think you are hustling. The day has come tonight. Hustle will walk. All right. We'll flee. We'll ride upon the swift. Therefore, they that pursue shall be swift. Verse 17, it says, 1,000 shall flee at the rebuke of one, and the rebuke of five shall you flee till you be left as a beacon on top of the mountain, as an ensign on a hill. And then it says, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you, therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you, for the God is a God of judgment, blessed are they that wait for him. It says, and for the people shall dwell in Zion, thou shalt weep no more, he will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry when he shall hear it. He will answer thee, which means now you get into prayer. Though you get the bread of adversity, he says, I says, Your teacher shall not be removed, which means there is stillness there. And then he goes on and tells us the glorious things that will come out of it. Now, just I just want to say one thing here. I'll continue with this next week. Let's just look at locusts. I just want to say one thing about it because there's something I want to say concerning what we are doing in church. Now, locusts quickly put verse 25 of, of Proverbs 30. I'm on time, I, I, I did it on time. All right. Proverbs 13, verse 25. It tells us that locusts 
Oh, that's conies. Then go to ants. All right, go to verse 27. Okay, verse 27. Locusts have no king. Okay, I'll, I'll get to conies then, so I will join conies with spiders. But locusts, they have no king. All right, but they go forth, all of them, by bands. Now, bands are formed by locusts only when they want to migrate. Which means when they want to change location, they form the band. They operate as individuals until it's time to move. Now, once you want to change your location by quantum leap, form a band for that leap. When God brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt, it was the last judgment he used when he killed the firstborns that brought them out. And he said, understand, I did nine judgments Pharaoh didn't go. The tenth one was what released Pharaoh, what released you. And that tenth one was first one. He said, therefore, all your firstborn sons must be mine. This is how you are going to maintain your freedom, must be my own. So every family was to bring their firstborn. And what that meant was that, that every family had to have a priest that will be offering up sacrifices on behalf of that family. And that is how that family will make progress in Israel because of their priests in the court. Now, God said it's too cumbersome. So what we're going to do is separate one tribe called the tribe of Levites who will now represent all the families instead of every family. But it's, so I will take them as the firstborn and they will offer up, offer up morning and evening sacrifices there. He said, you shall be a kingdom of priests, a nation of priests out of which kings will come out. In other words, if as a nation, you have, and that's what we call the covenant nation, is a nation of priests. Now, what the, and I'm teaching on this side, what the difference here is, is that God told me, he said, every day, therefore, you tell people, which is why we set up the watches, you have to be saying something into that nation. Something must be said. So we say, I'm, I'm telling you spiritual activity now. All right? It is, when we now set it up and said every three hours, groups of people must come together where they are and declare things into it. Particularly the confession of that blood, which is the, that sacrifice of the blood. And you are declaring that into the lives of people. You'll get the heavens opened up. All right? And so said now. So I'm saying this, apart from the fellowships and the self system, from, I'm advising everyone. Go to the website. It is just seven minutes. If I was talking to a staff and one time she just went black on Friday, and I looked at her, I thought she was praying, and then she got back to her. I said, what happened? She said, oh, it was my watch time. She was discussing something. After some time, I said to her, and God destroyed. She just went black. And I saw, and what was she doing? She was muttering the confession to herself. She said, my watch is there. After seven, it didn't take her five minutes, she had got it back. So it's not something that is, it is, are you following saying, yeah, that you are, you know, you almost collapse to do it. It's five to seven minutes. And that's fulfillment of priesthood. And so if you go to the website and you get to, um, um, what's it now? Where is it? InfoDesk. All right, you will see it. I think it's the second one joining that particular thing. And then join and pick a time, all right, that you want to belong to and begin. In fact, people told me, said, we're happy you called it a nation, not a center, because a center means we have to be at the center. A nation now means, and we are seeing people like that, who say we are members of the nation because you can be a Nigerian living in Ireland. So you can be part of the nation and be living somewhere else. 
and they are even asking for time zone too. So what I've seen is that that time where we sleep here, members of the nation in countries where they are wide awake, will do that confession. So 3 a.m. will all be international people because you probably, <laughs> it will be hard to wake up at 3. So you do the time where, and they do a right time that is super convenient for them. Because 3 a.m. there, in, in places like Japan and Hong Kong, is uh, 10 a.m., 12 noon. So they are wide awake and are doing that in terms of that. But you are pouring in life into it, and that brings about. Let's just rise to our feet, and God just told to make this three declarations here concerning this here. Same thing we said. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak into the life of every single person under the sound of my voice. This year, you will have the blessing on these three levels. Number one, scriptures shall be opened up unto you concerning that thing that is in your heart. And your light shall increase every day until the day dawns. And there's a total change in your season. Number two, that which you see in the scripture, God shall open up your eyes to see the opportunity in your environment. And if it says to you that you shall break forth on the left and on the right, your eyes will now be opened up in the name of Jesus to see the opportunity that will bring about the fulfillment of that scripture in your life in the name of Jesus. So you are blessed with scriptures being opened and your eyes being opened in real time to see the opportunity. And then number three, you are blessed also with open doors. Yeah. As we heard this morning, so shall somebody hear your voice yeah. and open up a door unto you this year yeah. that will bring about a translation in the life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. for your life is only the vision for the next season. Ask God wants to fulfill everything you can see now in the next season. Then when you get into that next season of the harvest, you will see the vision for the next one. Let me give an example. You are shouting. Somebody comes and says, my vision is to take mobile phones and to go global with mobile phones. Offices all over. That's his vision. He says his life. So he starts selling mobile phone. God opens the door, gets to Japan, meets with the company that wants to 
that he, he's representing dealership selling mobile phones. When he gets there, the CEO calls him in and says, young man, you've done very well. We've seen your work. Now, we are now this, your vision is phone. We are shifting our emphasis from just making phones, but we're in the communication business. Now we have developed a software for signals, all right, departments in military, and they show him top secret. Now we want to now take this into all military in industrial complexes in the world. We have opened a door in Pentagon, we've opened a door here, and you now will represent us in this, will he, will he stay with who? That's the end of the vision of who? It's over. Phone, I beg, I beg, let's go with this one. They said, well, you just call the chief of staff of the army in America, we're sending you to Pen, eh? Eh? Phone, that is it. He will call somebody, my vision has what? Changed. Bishop T.D. Jake said, what I thought would take me a lifetime was finished in four years. I heard somebody say this. Think about it. He said, if God could create, recreate the world in six days, what is your vision? That you are saying 30 years. The whole world, six days, it doesn't take God time. So pray everything without reservation that you see in your heart. Ask him for it. Itemize those things and pray them. All right? And stay in the place of prayer as you are singing. He said, ask and keep asking. Ask and keep asking. Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. And you shall find. So, sing and enter into the place of prayer. Number three, the third thing is this. Once you start praying about something and, and you are singing and worshipping God over it, God opens the book concerning that particular thing. So what happens is 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. The seals are removed over the scriptures and then he opens it. And this is what happens. We have a more sure word of prophecy. You will do well to take heed as a light that shineth in a dark place until what? The day dawns and the day star rises in your heart. So how is that new day going to come? It's going to come from the more sure word of prophecy from the scriptures. Now Dr. Lil Yeoman said something. I was discussing this with a friend. Lil Yeoman was a woman who taught faith in a very unique way. And Kenneth Hagin always had a book of Lil Yeoman in his bag wherever he went to. He read her book over and over. And Lil Yeoman said something about faith. She said, you know, I don't really believe this. Finding just one hidden scripture somewhere. And then just standing on that one scripture. She said, what I believe is that when God wants to do something in your life, when you open the Bible, you will see it everywhere. In other words, if God wants to move in your life and you pray to him concerning it, you start studying Isaiah, after some time, when you get quiet and the Bible starts reading, you start talking to you about that. So light concerning that thing begins to come. Now, you focus on that light because that is where the, if you turn away from that light, then it diminishes there. So focus on that light, stay with the word of God, and that light begins to grow. Every day you get more encouragement, you feed your faith, it expands on the inside. You see things, all right? That's why the Bible says don't look at your face, all right, in the mirror and then go away and forget what manner of man you are. Stay with it and God begins to expand and things are growing on the inside of you. So open your Bible, read the scriptures, 
God answers prayers, all right, brought up with praises by opening up scriptures unto you so that, all right, you can see it and then begin to get blessed. Morning by morning, he will open up your ears. That's number three. Step number four there, plow in winter. What does it mean, plow in winter? All right, plant seeds for the harvest. Okay, what do we mean by this? Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 4. Proverbs 20 verse 4. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. So the cold there is the time of night. All right, is the seed time. But he will not plow, which means plow the ground by reason of cold. He says, therefore, he shall beg in harvest and have what? Nothing. Now, what the scripture therefore is saying is, what is going to happen in your next cycle of harvest is based on what you planted during the night season. So the night season is a time for sowing into the soil of your life everything that is going to come to pass. So how do you sow this? By declaring words. Start calling those things you can see into existence. Start saying it. I'm moving into the next phase of my life. The following things have happened in this next phase. I termize those things as you see them in your heart and start declaring them into your life. I, sorry, Psalm 126 and verse 5. 126 and verse 5. It tells us, they that sow in what? Tears shall reap in joy. Now, what does it mean by tears, sowing in tears? Look at Psalm 30 and verse 5. Psalm 30 and verse 5. Psalm 30. For his anger endureth for his moment, for a moment, in his, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for the what? Night. But joy cometh in the morning. So when we go back to Psalm 126, the weeping is in the night. Psalm 126 verse 5. They that sow in tears, which means in that night season when there's weeping, that's when you start planting things. That's when you are declaring and planting seeds that you are going to reap. You don't relate with the cold. You make sure you plant powerful things. Verse, um, verse 6. It says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, doing what? Bearing precious seed. So take precious seed, even though it's a time there of weeping, but it says, he that weepeth, that's at night, bearing precious seed, shall do what? Doubtless, without a shadow of doubt, come again rejoicing, bringing the sheaves. What are the sheaves? It's the harvest, but the harvest has come as a result of the seeds you planted. So don't just wait. Do you get what I'm saying here? Plant what's coming. Declare powerful words. Right? Declare powerful. Let's say an event brought the winter. You lost your job. Start declaring things. That listen six months from now. You are going to see me and your powerful things will have happened and my life will have been totally transformed. Everything you had in your heart, start saying it. I will have no shortage of finances. I will start declaring those things and, and open the word of God and let the word feed you on that and declare that. Carry precious seed. Because if you don't plant anything, if you don't plant anything, you are, now what happens is people who are planting and saying things, then after six months, let's say they laid off uh, 30%, and then you just suddenly see one of them, palm has gone. What happened? While everybody was talking crap, 
Everybody was joining people who had him. The person stayed and was declaring powerful things and declaring powerful things and saying there's a lifting up and declaring and describing powerful events coming into their life. So write down, all right, the things that are in your heart and start declaring that this next phase has brought forth all these things and start saying them, planting those precious things into your heart. It's seed time. It's seed time. And also begin to help people. Don't close up your life. Don't start, you know, thinking of yourself as a victim. Open up. Help people. All right? Along the way. Be of service. Be of use to people there. Let generosity be your watchword. Fifth and the final one is enter into stillness. In other words, when you are making declarations about things, honor the Lord with stillness. When you say with stillness, it means you are not going to try to make your confession happen. You are going to see the earth bring it forth. So you are going to be still about it, right? So that the earth can bring forth. Okay, there are other things you are doing, but this thing you are declaring about your future, you are still concerning it. What do we mean by this? Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. It says, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. And then that man should sleep and rise. That means concerning that seed. And then the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Which means how this thing is going to happen, you are not going to know. So you don't know how it's going to happen. Just plant it and come to the point where you believe inside your heart that when it's planted, what you are saying is going to come to pass. That means it has entered into your heart. Look at how it's going to happen. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. Which means the earth in itself is going to cause that particular thing you have been saying to happen. What do we mean by the earth? It means the whole resources on this earth will make it. Now, I want to play a short video here. Have I played? All right. It's about a gentleman who does voiceover for major films in the world. And I just want you to see how he got that breakthrough in his life. And this is what happens when we say you knoweth not how. Which means you put it inside your heart. You are fully persuaded these things are going to happen in your life. But it's the earth that brings it forth to you. It's not because you tried to manipulate. In fact, you may know as Joseph, when you meet the chief butler, that this person might, but you keep quiet until the earth does what? Bring it forth. You don't start putting pressure on people and start doing that to try. That's why he says, walk while he's there. The night cometh when no man can walk. Stay with that spiritual process. And then the earth will open up something to you. And when he opens up something, then that breakthrough comes. Now play this video. Just listen to the story of this man. One minute. Sometimes I do romantic movies in a sleepy town. Sometimes I'm doing horror. Don't answer the door. You gotta use your voice. You gotta raise it sometimes. And you gotta take it to the depths. I've voiced hundreds of movie trailers. Men in Black, Saving the Earth from the Scum of the Universe. Leverage Project, Armageddon, Space Jam. Mr. Bean's Holiday. So many. I forget half of them, to be honest with you. The way I got into 
Being a voice artist was kind of strange. I used to drive trains on the London Underground. One morning I was making my announcements. All stations to Harrow, mind the doors. A television executive was a passenger on my train. He got off at the next stop, ran up to my cab. We exchanged details, and uh, the rest is history. So how did he get that guy stretching millions of dollars? He used to be underground train. That's the lowest, lowest kind of job. It's like, say, you are, you are just driving bus up and down. But somebody was there when he simply said, and the person heard the voice, and the man got down, ran. This is an executive that some people are trying to meet. Do you understand what I'm saying? When the earth brings forth something, nothing can stop the earth from him. Do you understand? Plant it and be still until the earth brings it out. When the earth brings it, then the opportunity to walk comes down. Put in the sickle. Then you have started. You've got into the habits. Activity now starts. All right? But you are still at that particular point in time. Now, he was doing something. You are doing something, which is driving this, but it's not really connected to your vision. But you are speaking powerful things about your vision. And then what happens? And you can never orchestrate this. You can't say, now, how do I become a voiceover artist? Go to London on the ground, go and drive the train. One, then when you are talking, you will talk. I am the people talking there, they're talking. You will be talking, yeah, stop here, stop here, stop here. They will come and warn you. What, why, what's wrong with that? <laughs> see, all right, looking out. You will see people running. You will think they're running towards you. You will see them run past you. All right? But you plant it. It will show up in a place that you don't know. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. But be quiet, be still concerning it. Let God do his work concerning that particular thing. Put it out there. All right? Trust the process there. Put the seed there and be still concerning it. Okay? Just be still concerning it and let that thing mature that you are saying. Let the rain of heaven fall upon it and then until it breaks forth and then the powerful opportunity appears and you begin, all right, to move into things. So he tells us in Isaiah 30, he says in verse 7, in, he tells us Isaiah 30, he says, write it, the Egyptian shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore, I have cried concerning this, their strength is to sit still. So you are in the place. Now, there are other things you are doing, but you are in the place of stillness concerning the next events that are coming into your life that you are declaring. That just you, your heart knows, your heart is fully persuaded, all right, concerning those things. You are declaring them, uh, fully persuaded concerning them, but you are not pushing, you are not pressing anybody. Nobody is feeling any pressure for it until the earth. And when the earth brings it, right, and brought to that man there, they took him from that point and totally transformed his life. I mean, you can imagine that from there, total transformation. Uh, but you have to understand this, that when they didn't take him to Hollywood straight away from there, all right, it's in London television, so probably took him on television, and don't blow it when the air comes out. Are you on something, yeah? Which means the air comes out. You say, well, that's not my vision. My vision is Hollywood. It's not uh, 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 STV. What, what? Do you understand it? Which is not channels. Voice over time. But the process has started. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah? 
Because it's while you are doing it on local that it blows up to international. So, but you will begin to see the signs. So you must get it. The signs there of the divine hand of God in your affairs. You start coincidences, you start coming, you start meeting people. Things will start opening up. And just be patient. Continue to water. And when you get one little manifestation, don't stop. Continue to water that seed until the day dawns and day starts and the thing matures and something powerful eventually is crystallized within your life. So hold on to these five things. Number one, don't transgress with your lips. Don't, don't do what is called self-imposed curses. Start talking as though, you know, it, it is a cycle. You've got to understand this. Go into one cycle, then you're coming out again. And then you go into one cycle, and then you blow into another next step. And you go into one cycle, and you get into the next one. Okay? And in this cycle, do an inventory. The next time this opportunity comes, this kind of opportunity, how am I going to handle it? What are the things? And during that night season, it says, my reins will instruct me in the night season. Uh, your, your heart begins to give you instruction on how to do things. All right? Tells you. That when you look at it, maybe you didn't utilize the, all the talents that were around you. You look at it, all right? There are people who could have done things, you didn't utilize all their talents. You, you see other people who are handling their own harvest season, and you learn from them during that time. You see how they go about things. You see how they hire people. You see the way they train. You see all that, and you know that, yes, God is teaching me. Are you following what I'm saying here? And you're making the confession, you are learning from your environment, you're absorbing his bringing books, but you are certain that you are moving into, you are, the cycle is coming. So prepare for it. And you know this time around, when opportunities come now, when opportunities come now, ah, there will know somebody has learned. Are you from here? There will know somebody has learned. That if I see one million naira lose cash, I will pray and fast over it. Where should this money go? Where are you following what I'm saying here? Where? Because some people are changing their world with that money. Where will it go? And I will sit and wait until my eyes get open and I'll put down things. So you understand, all right, what's going on. Because many people, it's even the harvest that destroys them. Because they asked one lady about, about in America, I was watching this. I mean, she. she I think it's prostitution. That, that is the best way to say it. And she said, she said, you know, all my clients are males. She said, and they cut across from everywhere. Everywhere, every industry. She said, and she runs that kind of thing. You know what she said? He said, men with disposable income. So disposable income can get you into trouble. Because if you see 100 million and you don't know what to do with 100 million, if you don't know what to do with it, sin is going to show up. You must know. Pastor Louis Johnson taught me this tonight. He said, you must know what to do with money before it comes or you spend it wrongly. You have to know what you are going to do with it or you regret it came to your hand. Disposable income. Once there's disposable income, trouble starts. So you must know exactly, which means this, that's why you see people like Warren Buffett, the house they were living in 1950 is still where they are living. The disposable income is being used to create wealth. But they're still living where they are. 
All right? You don't see people like Bill Gates say they have 20 cars. It's, it's, they still, you will still see that normalcy about them. But the disposable income there is being used. If he didn't use his disposable income to fight malaria, and those, that thing might have harmed them. So they understand. And so God begins to show you. He brings you into association during that night time to see people with disposable income that are using it wisely. And you learn. So by the time the breakthrough comes, you already know where you are going to. And you enter into it. All right? Now, finally, I just discussed this for, for, from the last five minutes here. All right? Next week, I'll speak on this. But I just want to mention something. If we go to verse 27, it talks about locusts. And it says, I've skipped corners here, but I just want to talk briefly on locusts for about three minutes. All right? Proverbs 30 and 27. Locusts have no kings, yet they go for all of them by bands. Now, locusts, when the scripture talks about by bands, they go forth. Bands are only formed when locusts want to migrate. Now, they operate independent of one another. They're just like grasshoppers and they're independent. But when it is time to migrate, which means to move from one position to another, and they want to fly thousands of kilometers in fact, historically, they've been found to fly from Africa to Great Britain, to fly across the Atlantic. When they want to do that, they form bands. So when it's time for you to make major, massive leaps, form bands. You look for people of like mind that want that experience too. Do you get what we're saying here? During this night season, form bands. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Don't just be casual about this association. It must be people who have that same dream. Do you hear what I said? You can't afford, you can't be unequally yoked. Unequally yoked doesn't mean unbeliever and believer. Just like that. It means two people who, one is this, the vision is here, another vision is here. It will ruin everything. You form a band. Look for people who that is where they are going. So that you all, you know, there's a testimony that they told me yesterday. Oh, I was in the office by chance. And I'm still looking for, I know the lady's sister, but I, I don't know her personally, but it's, it was a cell in this church that we formed of women who were at a certain age. And, all right, I mean, I mean a junior sister was married, and so, so it's much older, and they formed a cell of that age. And last year, they all decided they must get married. Do you know all of them got married? All. In fact, the last one, what I heard was, the person who decided to marry her had been a friend for years. He just woke up one day and said, you know, you, people can be friendly. I mean, you don't know. I, go and read that confession we said. You know, we said strangers or people you know will be activated. So there are some people that are just with you and are laughing. Now, he didn't see 10 years ago. Maybe 10 years it should have happened. The angel just woke him up now. Oh, God, what are you, what you say you are looking for? See this person now? And he said, ah, I've woken up. Ten years. Wilderness. But they came together and prayed all of them. And when you have people, all right, that bond without shame. Do you get what I'm saying? This is where we are all going. I'm not saying bond and say we want to prosper. Eh? I'm saying bond and say we are all making a billion this year without shame. If you know you don't want to make leave now, if your theory is that, no, we don't need a billion, oh, we just need this 500,000, you see, we can be good Christians without that, hey, leave, leave, leave. We want people that want to make one billion. 
Do you understand what I'm saying here? And if you say it, look at the face of people if one moves, like, what are you talking about? Tell that one, next time the WhatsApp group is there, form another second WhatsApp group, say WhatsApp group B. Then move all the people who are looking very well to that place so you know you are praying your own prayers. Leave this WhatsApp A. And then when you want to pray 500,000 prayers, all go there to pray. But you can't be unequally yoked. It's rare to find people in agreement, but when you find people in agreement, they can change anything. Can change anything. Look at the book of Acts. All right? That's where you find that when there was going to be any massive change, people got together to pray. I mean, Pastor Masdawel, who came said, you don't get results if there's no desperation. In other words, there is intent. It can be maybe, maybe not. No, no, no. There must be what? Intent. We all want it done. All right? We all want that growth. We all want those quantum leaps. And then it comes. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.